0: If an emergency happened and you needed $1,000 to cover it would you be able to turn to your bank account and pull out the $1,000 you needed to cover that emergency if the answer is no you're not alone. More than half of Americans also do not have the money to be able to cover a $1,000 emergency. You are tuned into the Greatest Asset Community Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Middlebrooks, and in this episode, we are going to be diving a little bit deeper into what we started last episode when we were talking about saving and investing. So in this episode, we're going a little bit deeper into the saving, the investing, and also the retirement, and hopefully putting a little bit of fire up under you so that you can get going with planning for your future, your not just your retirement, but definitely including your retirement so that you can have a more comfortable life as you get older and age in years as well it's something that a lot of people don't like to think about but whether you're prepared for it or not the future is coming so you better you're better off preparing for it now rather than letting it hit you in the face and catching you unprepared and now you're having to deal with whatever just gets thrown at you rather than you being prepared to attack it head on so uh, I wanted to start off with a little bit of information about Warren Buffett. So a lot of people may know Warren Buffett. He is a very rich individual. He has over a hundred billion in net worth. Um, but one thing that a lot of people don't know is that over 90% of Warren Buffett's wealth came after the age of 60. That's key because Warren Buffett did not start off with billions. He did not build billions in his 20s and 30s, similar to Mark Zuckerberg, uh, who's over meta or Facebook, um, but rather he started investing early. He started actually really early at the age of 11 when he bought his first stock. He started investing early, kept investing throughout his 20s and 30s, and now he's 90 and uh over 90 percent of his billions that he has came after the age of 60 so what i want to pull out of that is that compounding interest is something that can really play to your advantage and the biggest advocate that you have when it comes to compound returns is time meaning that the sooner that you can get started the more that you can potentially earn through investing your money, whether it be in stock uh, in the stock market or in indexes whatever it might be. Um, but preferably something that is yielding you a good return, um, at least you know a return that the S&P 500 has historically yielded, which is around 10% so again as we started off the episode with more than half of americans don't have the money to be able to cover that thousand dollar emergency and you might find yourself in that crowd of people who can look at their bank account and say yep if an emergency popped up that required thousand dollars i can't put my hands on that from what's in my savings or what's in my checking so um i want you to be more prepared when it comes to just how you live your life, not just preparing for preparing for emergencies, but preparing for retirement, preparing for the life that you want to live in your later years. When you're younger, these are your working years. These are the years that you uh, have a lot more energy to put into what you're doing and being able to work long hours, hard hours. But you don't want to necessarily have to restrict yourself to having to put in those types of hours and grueling type of jobs when you get into your 50s, 60s, and so on, because you want to live a little bit more comfortably and your body also uh, can't take the same things at 50 and 60 that it could take at 20 and 30. So you definitely want to while you're in your young working years prepare yourself and start planning now for the future so that you can live how you want to live later on, not how you have to live because you didn't plan properly when you were younger going through those working years and so uh, I wanted to. put out a few more statistics, so this one is a survey that bank rate conducted and it stated that 41% of US adults said that insufficient retirement funds were keeping them from feeling financially secure. And another 39% of Americans said that being unprepared for retirement had a negative impact on their mental health. And so you do not wanna find yourself in that boat of people who are not having enough funds when it comes to retirement. You may have gone to perhaps a supermarket or a store, you find, someone who is older working a job that you're like man why are you still working here you should be relaxing somewhere on a beach or you should be you know doing something a little bit less cumbersome uh you probably find people that are working later in their years who are working jobs that they hate and a large part of that is because there are a large part of americans that do not plan as they should for retirement and so when that happens you end up having to work jobs that you don't want to work later in years in life just so you can afford to continue living. And we talked a little bit about this last episode as well with the importance of saving, investing, tracking every dollar that you spend. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode as well because there are some nuggets that are in there that I'm not going to mention in this episode. Um but I am going to continue to dive a little bit deeper and say that um you know, the future as I stated is coming. It's something that is going to happen. And So I want you to imagine for a second that You're 20 years into the future and you are your future self 20 years from now, if you're looking back on yourself as you are right now, what are you saying about your spending habits, how you're utilizing your time what you're doing with the money that you're making. How much of your money goes toward entertainment and how much of your money goes toward your future self as you are your future self right now as you imagine yourself looking back on yourself 20 years ago. What are some of the things that you wish you would have done differently with not just the time you spent, but the money that you spent. And the money that you invested or the lack of money that got invested as you're 20 years from now, looking at your bank account. What does that bank account look like and is that reflective of what you want it to look like or is it reflective of the habits that you are already developing and putting into place 20 years prior that are that now you're seeing the benefits of what that uh, has done for you in your bank account. These are some of the things that you should take a moment to just imagine, because your future self is either going to be looking at your current self and saying, why are you doing these. These stupid things, why are you making these decisions that, that are putting us in a financial bind, decisions that are going to cause me to have to continue to work into my 60s and 70s with some jobs I don't work, this backbreaking work or whatever it might be, rather than enjoying my later years in life with kids or grandkids or whatever, um, traveling, seeing the world, uh, doing things that you want to do later on in life um so when just imagine being your older self looking back at your younger self and what is that individual saying about what you are doing now in those decisions a lot of times many americans don't have a a long perspective in terms of how they see things a lot of americans live month to month and month to month and they can't see past that month but i really want to just stress the importance and encourage you to see your life beyond just the next paycheck, see your life beyond just the things that you want to accomplish this year. That is what it's going to take in order for you to develop the habit and the mindset of how important it is for you to invest your money that you're making now to set it aside and not touch it for the next couple decades. It's hard because most Americans don't think in decades. We we don't even think in years. Um, if you look at how our government is run, it's every you know one quarter to the next quarter. Um, sometimes even shorter than that. It seems like every every couple months we're in another debt ceiling crisis where the government's gonna shut down if they don't meet meet some resolution because our government has no idea how to manage a country, let alone manage money. Because we're in debt up to our eyeballs, and it's just ridiculous. You don't need to be living your life that way we need to live our lives in a better way that will set us up to live. comfortably later on, and to be able to help others out, including our family members later on as well, so. When you're managing your fun your funds or your finances or you're looking at you know what 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 are the decisions that I need to be making right now. You need to have a long term perspective, not just a short term perspective of Oh, I need to make things. These decisions now that's going to affect me months from now, think in decades when it comes to saving and investing think. Long term, because that's what it's going to take to get to those compounding results, let's say, for example, if you invested $5,000 a year. Now, you might be thinking, wow, 5,000 is a lot, so if you make $50,000 a year, which is about average right now for the US in many places uh, $50,000 a year. 5,000 is 10% 10% should not be a ton of your salary, I do understand that people have expenses and bills and everything. However, I really do want to stress that you find a way to live beneath your means, um, or find a way to get another uh, a job that is going to pay you more, that will enable you to be able to save the money you need uh, to live better later on. However, um, I do understand that a lot of people do have check to check mentalities or they are in living circumstances where it's like all of their money goes toward paying rent, bills, groceries, gas, food, whatever it might be. So I understand that. I get it. Find a way to make it happen where you can save and invest. That's all I'm going to say, because if you maintain the, the mentality that I'm just going to live check to check. And that's how it is. I can't save 10% of my income. I can't save 5% because I have to use all of my money for bills. Life is just too expensive. You're never going to get to that point to where you're sitting on some nest egg or where you're prepared for retirement or where you can live life comfortably in your later years, you have to break free of the mindset That I have to live check to check or I don't have the money that's a poverty mentality that you have to break free from you have to get to that point to where it's like you know what i'm gonna have to make some cutbacks so that I can live life. Later, how I want to live it. So maybe I'm cutting out the Starbucks. Maybe I'm cutting out my Netflix account. Maybe I'm cutting out that Disney Plus also or those other three streaming services that I have. Maybe I'm cutting out going out to eat at the restaurants and I'm just going to save that money and cook a meal at home, which would be cheaper. Maybe I'm cutting out the entertainment and going to hang out with friends, maybe I'm cutting those concert tickets that I was gonna get to that new, whoever your favorite artist is concert. And I'm gonna instead save that money and invest it. So 20 years from now, 30 years from now, Yes, I won't have the experience of having gone to this concert, but I will have a half million dollars sitting in the bank because I chose to make a wiser decision financially. Those are the decisions that you're gonna have to start making and have to get serious about if you really wanna have the type of wealth that most people desire to have, but many people don't have the discipline or the responsibility to have. So again, getting back to the example of the $5,000, you make $50,000 a year, 5,000 is 10% of that. That should be something that you should be able to prioritize and saying, you know what? When I make my check, I'm going to pay myself first. I'm going to pay myself 5% of my income and I'm going to put that in savings and investing. I'm going to pay myself 10% of my income and I'm going to put that in savings and investing. So pay yourself first out of every check that you get. You don't even see that money, you just go ahead and send it straight to you can have it be an automatic withdrawal. So as soon as your check hits your bank account, it automatically goes to a investment account or a brokerage account or a retirement account, an IRA, whatever it is that you've already set up. So that you don't even see that money you're not even tempted to spend it and you just know you're working off of the 90% that's what you have to pay bills. pay utilities groceries gas all of that is on the 90% but you're putting that 10% or that 5% or that 20% away because you know that's what's going to benefit you later on in life. So back to the example for the third time uh, sorry it's, it's uh, as you can tell it's a passion of mine uh, when it comes to helping people to get prepared for living life financially to be in a better place financially and home ownership as well, so back to the example you make $50,000 a year 5000 is 10% of that, so if you save 5000 a year. that's about $417 a month $417 a month that you're putting away if that grows at a 10% uh, compounded annually. Then after 20 years, you would have contributed $100,000 in that investment that investment would be worth about $300,000 so again 10% compounded annually for your $417 a month $5,000 a year gets you about $300,000. Of worth in that investment, and you only contributed a hundred thousand out of that 300. So, what if that's after 20 years? What if you went another 10 years to 30 years? Well, if you go to 30 years, you would have contributed about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and your investment would be worth eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's more than double. In just an additional 10 years, it took you 20 years to get to 300,000 but then another 10 years gets you to $860,000 and that's why Albert Einstein called compounding interest, the eighth wonder of the world, it is just amazing how much that. Over time that amount grows and the longer that you have it, it just continues to grow even more exponentially with just a shorter time frame window i'll give you one more example. Let's say you add five more years to that 30 years, so we went from 20 years to 30 years and we saw it jump from 300,000 to 860,000 but now let's go from 30 years to 35 years let's just add another five years what's another five years right well. In that extra five years, your investment is now worth more than $1.4 million. In just another five years, you've gone from $860,000 to over $1.4 million in five years. And your investment, the amount that you actually put in, was $175,000. So again, this is something where you're, you're out of the point. 4 million, you put in 175,000 and the rest of it was interest that was just being compounded year after year after year. And then as it grows, you see that curve just go up exponentially where it starts out pretty flat and then goes up slightly, but then all of a sudden it just takes off. And every year after that, it's just growing exponentially faster um, than what it did in that first 20 years. You see that last five years even, going from 860 to 1.4 million over six, about $600,000, dollars uh, that you got in five years, whereas it took you 20 years to get the first 300,000. But in the last five years, you got over a half million. So that's something that should get you motivated in terms of starting today. I've heard a quote as it's uh, said that The best time to invest was 20 years ago, (laughs) but the second best time to invest is today. So I want you to keep that in mind because the sooner you get started, the more is gonna pay off for you. Now, many of us are well past the age of 11 when Warren Buffett bought his first stock. However, you are not past the age where you can still benefit from 20 years of compounded growth. 30 years of compounded growth 35 years of compounded growth, even if you're 35 right now you live to be 70 you could be sitting on 1.4 or 1.5 million because this assumes that you're only investing 5000 a year, which is $417 a month, however, your income is going to be increasing year after year, or at least it should hopefully. In year ten or in year fifteen, you're not making the same fifteen thousand that you were make or the same fifty thousand that you were making in year one. Your income should be increasing year after year after year. Um, so with that, your savings and investing should be increasing as well. So maybe you start off saving twenty five hundred a year, and you're only saving about two hundred and some change a month, but then you. After a couple years, you're saving that 500 a year or that 400 a year. But then after that, maybe you've got a job where you're making 70, 80,000, 90,000, 100,000. So you're saving even more, which is only helping to compound that return year over year as you're continuing to invest that money. So again, this example here was just based on, hey, you're saving the same $417 month after month after month for 35 years and you get to that 1.4 million and it only cost you 175,000 that you were putting away. That's amazing. However, you would have way more than that 1.4 million because as you're going along, you started out saving that $417 a month, but then you ended up saving $1,000 a month. You ended up saving $1,500 a month. You've learned and discovered how to live beneath your means, how to not waste money, but how to spend wisely. And now you've got access to where you're like, you know what? I really only need to live on about half of my income. The other half of my income, I just... I can save it, I can invest it, I can give to charity, I can do things to help other people improve their standards of living. But those are the things that you start to learn and pick up as you get into this thing. And with that, I also wanna say, if you currently have kids right now, or if you plan to have kids in the future, teach them these things. These are the things that they need to learn that you didn't learn when you were growing up. These are the things that I didn't learn um, In totality, as I was growing up, either my parents didn't teach me everything about compounding interest. These are things that I had to learn for myself. My parents weren't investors in the stock market or anything. These are things that I had to learn and develop for myself in terms of learning what the benefits were and how I needed to get started as early as possible. And now that I have children. I'm going to be teaching them early and I've already started accounts for them where I can start investing for them so that even at their early age, by the time they get to 20, 25, 35, they've already have funds or money that's been compounding for them over the last 15 years because I've started that for them. I want to give them that leg up that I didn't have. And that's something that you should be passing along to the next generation as well. Yes, some of your time may have passed in terms of you being able to get in early in your teens or 20s or even 30s, but it's not too late for you to jump in and still start investing and see where you can benefit from having invested over the next 20 years maybe you're 40 right now but you're going to be 60 at some point start that investing today maybe you're 50 right now but you're going to be 70 at some point start that investing today because you can still benefit from putting away some of your money so that 20 years from now when you're 70 you may live to be 80 85 but for that 15 years after you hit 70 you can live a little bit more comfortably because you're gonna have funds there that you invested starting back when you were 50. But again, let time be to your advantage, meaning don't wait until later to start investing at some time in the future. Start it now, start it today, and that's when it's gonna benefit you the most. So that's what I have to give you in this episode. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. You can also follow me on social media. GA Loan Officer on Instagram and TikTok. As always, I am greatly appreciative of you taking your time out to get this information. And please do share this podcast with a friend, share this information with a friend. Even if you don't share the podcast, share the information because other people need to know what you know so that they can benefit as well and we can all get better together. That's all I have for you. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. Be blessed.